Tushmaker's Tooth Puller by G. H. Darby From Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume 2 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Dale Grothman Tushmaker's Tooth Puller by G. H. Darby Dr. Tushmaker was never regularly bred as a physician or surgeon, but he possessed naturally a strong mechanical genius and a fine appetite, and finding his teeth of great service in gratifying the latter propensity, he concluded that he could do more good in the world and create more real happiness therein by putting the teeth of its inhabitants in good order than any other way. So Tushmaker became a dentist. He was the man who first invented the method of placing small cogwheels in the back teeth for a more perfect mastication of food, and he claimed to be the original discoverer of that method of filling cavities with a kind of putty which, becoming hard directly, causes the tooth to ache so grievously that it has to be pulled, thereby giving the dentist two successive fees for the same job. Tushmaker was one day seated in his office in the city of Boston, Massachusetts, when a stout old fellow named Biles presented himself to have a back tooth drawn. The dentist seated his patient in the chair of torture, and, opening his mouth, discovered there an enormous tooth, on the right-hand side, about as large, as he afterward expressed it, as a small polyglot Bible. I shall have trouble with this tooth, thought Tushmaker but he clapped on his heaviest forceps and pulled. It didn't come. Then he tried the turnscrew, exerting his utmost strength, but the tooth wouldn't stir. Go away from here, said Tushmaker to Biles, and return in a week, and I'll draw that tooth for you, or know the reason why. Biles got up, clapped a handkerchief to his jaw, and put forth. Then the dentist went to work, and in three days he invented an instrument which he was confident would pull anything. It was a combination of a lever, pulley, wheel and axle, inclined plane, wedge and screw. The castings were made, and the machine put up in the office, over an iron chair rendered perfectly stationary by iron rods going down into the foundation of the granite building. In a week old Biles returned. He was clamped into the iron chair, the forceps connected with the machine attached firmly to the tooth, and Tushmaker, stationing himself in the rear, took hold of a lever four feet in length. He turned it slightly. Old Biles gave a groan and lifted his right leg. Another turn, another groan, and up went the leg again. "'What do you raise your legs for?' asked the doctor. "'I can't help it,' said the patient. Well, rejoined Tushmaker, that tooth is bound to come out now. He turned the lever clear round with a sudden jerk and snapped old Biles' head clean and clear from his shoulders, leaving a space of four inches between the severed parts. They had a post-mortem examination. The roots of the tooth were found extending down the right side, through the right leg, and turning up in two prongs under the sole of the right foot. No wonder, said Tushmaker, he raised his right leg. The jury thought so too, but they found the roots were decayed, 
and five surgeons swearing that mortification would have ensued in a few months. Tushmaker was cleared on a verdict of justifiable homicide. He was a little shy of that instrument for some time afterward, but one day an old lady, feeble and flaccid, came in to have a tooth drawn, and thinking it would come out very easy, Tushmaker concluded, just by way of variety, to try the machine. He did so, and at the first turn drew the old lady's skeleton completely and entirely from her body, leaving her a mass of quivering jelly in his chair. Tushmaker took her home in a pillowcase. The woman lived seven years after that, and they called her the India Rubber Woman. She had suffered terribly with the rheumatism, but after this occurrence never had a pain in her bones. The dentist kept them in a glass case. After this, the machine was sold to the contractor of the Boston Custom House, and it was found that a child of three years of age could, with a single turn of the screw, raise a stone weighing twenty-three tons. Smaller ones were made, on the same principle, and sold to keepers of hotels and restaurants. They were used for boning turkeys. There is no moral to this story whatever and it is possible that the circumstances may have become slightly exaggerated. Of course, there can be no doubt of the truth of the main incidents. The End of Tushmaker's Tooth Puller by G. H. Darby